Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448. 908 Fast Acquisition LLC doing business as USA Mortgage NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Welcome to Newsworthy with Stephen Jerry. Two words and two question marks. Sorry, I love that song. Jerry, it's our birthday. It's our birthday. Huh? Yeah, happy birthday. Happy one year anniversary. Anniversary, show, birthday. What, what do you think sounds better? Anniversary, probably? Sounds probably more professional. Probably a little bit. <laughs> probably a little bit. One year. The old boy said, who would have thunk it? Yeah, who would have? Uh, crazy. Crazy, honestly. Yeah, we've talked about the numbers enough in the last few weeks, but uh, yeah, I never would have thought when we first started that any of this would have happened. Wouldn't have thought we'd been going a year later. Wouldn't have thought we would have had the downloads that we did. I wouldn't have thought that I would have proven you wrong this many times. I mean, just <laughs> week after week. Again, the old boy said, who would have thunk it? Well, you know, the last part, everything was true up until <laughs> that last part. And you're going to disagree with that part. Huh? I'm going to have to, uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Okay. I am, uh, I am stoked. I, when we started this, and I guess we actually started really getting into it around March and, and, and putting things together. And finally, you know, in May went on the air. And, um, I think that, uh, I would have never in a million years. Let's just cover some stuff real quick. Sure. In the last year, a few things. So, and you, like you say, we're not, we don't do numbers anymore. In the last year, two old boys from Kentucky has reached 49 states. The only state in the union we haven't reached is Wyoming. Yeah. So if you out there in listener world know someone who lives in travels through whatever Wyoming in any way, shape, form, or fashion, 
We'd love for you to do a download down there. That'd be great. Yes, we would. Another way of saying that is Mr. Mike, if you could. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably a very small airport, but I'm sure Wyoming <laughs> has to have at least one. Yeah, Cheyenne, right? Cheyenne the, does, yeah. but it doesn't. It's not big enough for the planes he flies. Really? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of like Lexington. Maybe you can uh, get one of their smaller planes when you quote unquote borrow one of their planes yeah. next time, Mr. Mike. We love you for all those states and countries. That he got us started, to. didn't he? Yes, he did. At least according to us. So yes, he did. 49 states, uh, well over 5,000 downloads at this point. I don't even know the actual number. Um, I do, but it's I'd have to click out seven things to find it. Don't want to do that. But the thing that impresses me the most Same here. is 31 different countries. 31 countries. Again, it, it just blows me away until I... Realize that Mr. Mike is like 29 of those. <laughs> and, and here's the thing with the 31 countries. Um, most, with the exception of one or two, have multiple downloads. So yes. there's somebody out there that's actively listening or had downloaded, you know, maybe it's just one person who downloaded a few, but. Slovakia. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Eight. Slovakia. Eight from Slovakia. What? Um, what the and, hell? And, most, I won't say most, but at least half of those are not English speaking as their primary language. And yeah. I guess there's a translator program they can use, but what the, still. what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> exactly. And those what still have hell? multiple downloads. So it's like yep. crazy. And, and I feel like it's growing, you know, um, you know, we always try to improve. We try to tweak this or tweak that. Um, very soon, we're going to be changing publishers so that we can have an easier time for online guests. That's yeah. what we're most excited for coming up and video uh, with uh, Podbean. It, it was just, Very I don't difficult. think we want to invest that money in for another year. I agree. With something we can't use for 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 guests on a regular basis. Because we've missed out on some really good opportunities. And yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Um, talking about other countries, the uh, the lady that we started talking to from South Africa, the one day we were doing the test, and sure. she happened to get on our podcast, and we talked for 20, 30 minutes, and we promised her back then we was going to have her on, and unfortunately, until we get the kinks worked out, we can't do that, but yeah. So here's some, uh, here's some things that's happened in the last year. I just thought I'd throw them out there that we've been on the air. Okay. And I honestly, this first one, I don't know. And I, I love music. I'm a music lover. I love all genres of music. Um, there's pretty much a, not a type of music I can't find some appreciation for, be it uh, the death metal to Mozart. I mean, it's really, if you listen to my player, it would be like, what is wrong with this person? But Harry Styles has, in the year that we've been doing this, Harry Styles has the biggest selling single of, of the year. Um, Good it's, for a song, it's a song called As It Was. I don't know that I've ever heard it. <laughs> sure I well, I mean, you'd have to come out from underneath your rock occasionally to hear something if that were the case. I do. Hey, wait a minute. Between the two of us, who has had the most song recommendations in the last year? Song recommendations as far on, as... On our show. How many have come out with song recommendations? Who's had the most song recommendations uh, on our podcast? Well, I've got one for you tonight. Good. It's the theory of my new tattoo that I can't wait to go get. 
So I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, top movie of the last year? Would you like to guess? I'll give you a hint. $718 million grossed U.S. No idea. And change. It's a sequel. Not Avatar. It's too new. No. Nobody watches that. Yeah, they do. It broke a bunch of records for opening weekend, but yeah. it's too new to be the top yeah. for the year. Yeah. I don't know. It's got my boy in it. Tom Cruise. Steve. Oh, wait a minute. Start saying, I'm not in any movie in the last year. <laughs> Well, about? that's not what I hear, but you'd have to go. You'd have to definitely go <laughs> to, to uh, a different place. The adults, <laughs> the adults stand to, to get that uh, at the I back of the magazines in the little "Order Me Now" category. Don't be giving away my, don't yes, be giving away my double is one hundred percent right. Maverick, Top, Top Gun, Gun, the best or not the best. I mean, I don't. I've actually not seen it yet. Yeah. Been meaning to see it. Uh, number one grossing movie, and since we are doing a podcast. For the oomph year in a row, what was the number one podcast of the last year? Rogan. Yeah. Seth Rogan. The Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, the Joe Rogan experience. Now, it was really odd that he has such a great following. I mean, when he called me originally, he was like, you know, Steve, I was kind of thinking about doing this podcast. Uh, Can you help me out? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about if it's a thing. And you know, yeah. obviously, I missed out on that. So, um, sure thing. Um, hey, Mochi, welcome to the celebration. We're just covering some things that have happened in the last year that since we've been on the air for our anniversary's last birthday. I, the more I look at your gray hair and your beard, it's definitely anniversary. There's no way this is a one year birthday. <laughs> I will say this I don't care what you call it, I'll make it look good. <laughs> Uh, also, just this very last week, we outlasted MTV News. After 36 years on the <laughs> air, it uh, it is going away. <laughs> Thanks to us. We put it out of business. Yes, we were the sole responsibility force, responsible force for uh, removing uh, MTV News from the airwaves. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's just some things there that I got uh, or wanted to cover that's happened this last year. And uh, thanks to our guests that we've had. I know that Mochi was going to join us as a guest. Part of the reason we decided, she's part of the reason we decided to switch away from Podbean. Um, uh, probably, what, next two weeks or so, three weeks, we're going to start trying Something to make like that, that happen. Um, just so we know. So there may be a little glitch period in there like there was with this, but. Um, there usually is a glitch with this. I, I took it at the behest of one of our leaders, and I went back and listened to, like, Episode one, episode two, episode ten. Oh, you did that as well. I did, okay. and um, I could just say that wow, <laughs> there is a huge difference between episodes one and two, and episodes whatever we're at now. Hopefully, um, sound Hopefully quality is a lot a better. Um, my voice is still sexy. You're still <laughs> there, so you know it is what it is, right? That's what I told you from the very beginning. And I, you know, I just, I feel like today is a good example. We're having the OG wine. We went back to Stella Rosa Black. Stella Rosa. Uh, still waiting for that sponsorship, Stella Rosa. That's okay. Um, we'll wait. We'll keep drinking your product and announcing it online. So that we will. Until somebody else with wine decides that they want to sponsor us, like Ed. And we have some 
pretty decent wineries in this area. So yeah, Stella Rossi, you might want to step up your game. We surely do. And now that we have numbers for a whole year, we can actually approach some of those wineries and say, hey, look, it might be worth your while to throw a couple of bottles our way occasionally. First question <laughs> needs to be, do you have a good cold, cold sweet, sweet red? red? That's right. And if so, then we can get to the other questions. But So yeah, I think it's that. funny that one of the main topics that we've covered um, throughout the year, it is now, today is National Washington Day. <laughs> I don't know if that references the person, the state, or the city, but I just thought that was fun. It's also National Egg Day, just in case anybody was wondering. I was. Was you? I I saw that look in your eye that you were just like, I really wish Steve would just tell me what the day is. I was wondering when exactly was Egg Day. Knew it was not in the future. Knew it was close, huh? Close. Just didn't know exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, I was. That was your week. <laughs> okay, so uh, my good, week huh? has been insane. I... Insanely good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got a chuckle out of it. Okay, so oh, Mochi wants to make an announcement. She tried farm fresh greens and store bought are just nasty now. Well, welcome to the party, Mochi. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that information. Um. So yesterday, my son Nick and I, he come down from Louisville, uh, got a, he got a babysitter and he wanted to go fishing. So Good. we got our kayaks out. We went out to Beaver Lake. It's a local lake here. It's very peaceful. It's very kayak friendly. There's not a lot of big boats on it or whatever. What's the speed limit on the lake? There isn't one. What They have a limit on motor size or oh, something. Oh, it's a motor size. It, and that's actually gone this year. Oh, really? Yeah. But you, if you have anything above a nine horsepower, it's idle only so gotcha. you can if you have a big boat you can put it and in that's but idle that's a big part of the reason why yeah. it is so kayak friendly yeah because it's a very small it as far as lakes go in kentucky it's very small but yeah. um so we go out there and we're kayaking and i'm trying to get the hang of it i have never kayaked before i've canoed i've been on a pontoon i've any kind of boat but a kayak I was not having a very good time keeping this thing stable and finally get it figured out a little bit and we're out in the middle of the lake and we're horse assing around a little bit and i'm like i don't think this is very stable and he's like oh it'll never flip and as soon as it rolls out of his mouth there i go oh you i figured it was gonna be right in the damn water the water temperature by the way was about 62 degrees pretty chilly very cold to take a dip so how long did you stay in the water after the dip I had to swim all the way to shore. Oh, you couldn't get back in and get oh, a turn? Oh, hell no. Not in a kayak. That's not how kayaks work <laughs> at all. <laughs> I've seen guys on TV do it. I am not a guy on TV <laughs> yet. So managed to grab my phone. I had it in a baggie, so I was pretty smart in that respect. Grabbed it. My tackle box was floating. Threw it up on the upside down, turned over boat, and got to the shore. Um Climbing up out of the shore of the lake, okay, it, and I don't know if all lakes are like this. I know some lakes out west, they have a very rocky bottom, and that's mm-hmm. just how it works. Um, here, it's usually mud, and I was literally in the mud up to my kneecaps. I don't know how I could kept walking toward the shore. Um, got up, got in the kayak. We decided 
I, I got back to where we went into the water and I decided I'm done with a kayak. Nope, I'm done. Because I was freezing to death. Oh, I'll bet. So got in a sunny spot, decided I was going to fish. And that's when I realized I lost my two brand new fishing poles. Oh, my gosh. And I lost my prescription glasses no. in the lake. Turned so out to be one very expensive fishing. Yeah, it cost, you know, it It ultimately cost me about $600. When you started this, it just started so well, and I thought he's going to have such a great story to tell us <laughs> how much fun he had, you know, with you and Nick, and not so much. Well, the, the silver lining, Nick's always going to have that story to tell yeah. his kids and grandkids. Very true. And, you know, so it it's, yeah, I lost some stuff, Stories but we had a great time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I'm glad that you've decided not to partake in the beverages so much this evening. Listen to the dog. Yep. They're They're having fun. Yeah. Eddie and uh, Ramona say hello to everyone. So how was your week? It was very good. Grandsons were a little sick and under the weather, but other than that, it was a very good week. It was very good. It was a very informative week. Informative. Yes, it was. Oh, please, please do tell. Well, do, do you know why Santa is so jolly? Why is Santa so jolly? I found out this week because oh. he knows where all the naughty girls live. Oh, <laughs> oh speaking of Santa. Do you hear that cracking? Oh, it's your phone. It's my phone too close to the microphone. We gotcha. figured that out. Speaking um, of Santa. Yeah, uh, if you are anywhere near Lawrenceburg on Saturday from 12 to 2, Santa is taking a brief break from his vacation to come see everybody down at the Business Expo here in Lawrenceburg. He's leaving the reindeer in Florida, and he is going to be riding, from what I understand, he's going to ride his motorcycle just to hang out with the people at the Business Expo. You sure he doesn't live across the street? Uh, no, he doesn't live across the street. Oh, that's where the motorcycle gang is. Oh, you talk about across the street from my house. Yeah, yes. it ain't those guys. I promise okay. you. <laughs> but if you'd like a different take on Santa, you know, a vacationing Mr. Claus, be a good opportunity to come down. He'll be there from 12 to 2. We'd really like to have you. That's one of the really good things about this living in this community that I like. Every year we do that, and every year that there are hundreds of people that come down and just, it's a good opportunity for networking. It's a good opportunity to let the folks know that you're here. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that unless you're specifically looking for them, you'd never know that they were here. Um, so that's really a lot of fun down there. The kids come, they get big bags of stuff. They, it's kind of like a trunk or treat for the kids. So everybody makes it worthwhile for the kids to be there. So. Yep. And this year, Santa will be joining us. And, you know, it took a lot to get him from Florida. I'm just saying. A lot. Anywho, that's what I was going to say about that. Well, I'm glad to hear he's coming to town. Yeah. A little early. Better late, though. Or better than being late. Yeah. And I hear, I hear, according to you, that he knows where all the, the naughty girls live, right? That's right. I see. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, I can tell he's planning on having a long talk with Santa now. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> why would 
So, Jerry, I just got a question, and I have to ask you because um, you may not be this person, but I think that you might know somebody. So what type of squats, what type of exercise do lazy people do? What type of squats do lazy people do? Don't know. Diddly squats. Diddly squats. (laughs) I I can believe that. Yeah. I can fully believe that. Sounds like my type of exercise. I figured. I figured. So it wouldn't be a show without getting a little political. And we could go in and on and on and on about what we've done this last year, which um, including introducing the dogs to the program. (laughs) Um, But uh, we should probably get into our show. You got any good topics you want to start with today? Um, Sure. I've got one. Okay. It's kind of going along with their one-year anniversary. Uh, I figured you would mention it when you was talking about what had happened in the last year. COVID ended. Yeah, officially. Officially, COVID is over. Uh, about a month ago, I think it was, Biden signed a bill that ended the U.S. COVID-19 national emergency in the United States. And then just a few days ago, your, one of your favorite organizations, the World Health Organization, officially followed suit and declared an end to the COVID-19 global health emergency. Again, this started about three years ago. I think it was middle of March, maybe in 2020. But uh, a year ago when we started this, COVID was still running you know, pretty strong. So that's something that I don't care where you fall in the political spectrum. And there was, unfortunately, COVID divided America a lot. There was a lot of people, you know, against vaccines. There was a lot of people, forget all that. This is something I think every single person in America is happy about. COVID is over. Uh, And by that, I mean that that the official emergency is over. It's been, you know, declared over for the United States. I'm very aware that there's still people who are sick and, and I'm sure some dying. I'm not trying to say that that's not happening. I'm just saying that we were all so ready for the national emergency to be declared over. Yep. Now, one of the negative kind of side effects of that being declared over is that it 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 is possible now that many of the medicines and testing that was being given out for free will now start to have a cost associated with them. So I heard that. And a couple of weeks ago, when is it over? It, it, or it actually is right. The deadline for ordering those free tests. Yeah. It's, it's either over or at the end of this month. I'm not sure. Which So you might want to check. They, I, I got a package in maybe two or three weeks ago. Really? Because when I first read about it being over, I read what you just said, that the end uh, was almost here for the free test. So I made sure that I ordered a couple and got them sent in. So now, yes, yeah, we're not trying to say by any means double that that uh, some people don't still have it, aren't getting it, and may be very sick, and as we said, even dying. We're just saying that the national emergency is over, thank goodness. And, uh, yeah. So... I had this from last week, and it goes hand in hand with what you were just saying. Uh, It comes from April 24th, and it was a story by Friday Digital. Um, The headline was, A New Threat Before the COVID-19 Crisis is Over. Bird flu. With a max... uh, Let me rephrase that and use grammar this time. (laughs) 
my mother-in-law be proud. This is for you, Joni. <laughs> a new threat before the COVID-19 crisis is over with a maximum fatality rate of 88%. The day the Marburg virus hits Japan. Um, and it's a very simple strain virus. Um, and it is, it's, it's one of those, it's a lot like um, the symptoms and everything are a lot like uh, Ebola. But it also is like Ebola in the fact that it usually kills its host before it can spread very far. Um, it's just one of those scary bat diseases. And we're like, at this point, I'm like, just let's just leave the bats alone. Let's not eat the bats. Let's not play with the bats. Let's not go in the caves and kiss the bats. Let's not have markets where we sell live bats. Yeah, let's not do that. Because this is another one that is a... In the right circumstance, it could be horrible. Now, in, in small remote villages in Africa, the spread rate, it'll kill a whole village, but then it's dead because by the time anyone finds that, the virus has already killed itself out. But just imagine if you become sick and you get to a major airport, how many, how fast that, sure. that could become a, a terrifying How contagious thing. is it? Uh, very contagious. Very contagious. The only um, good part is it the good part is it well, doesn't. the good part is it's not airborne; it's fluid only. Okay. So it usually affects family members of the person who right. has it, and doctors and nurses and stuff of that nature. Yep. So housekeepers. That if, if something like that ever converted to airborne, oh Lord be with us! But yeah. I just wanted to throw that one out there because you brought it up with COVID. Well, you didn't go where I thought you were going. Uh, Within the last couple of weeks, China recorded the world's first human death from the H3N8 bird flu. Oh. Uh, so that's where I thought when you first started that. Is that, that, is that, that. based in Wuhan as well? Who knows? Is that, is that another leak? Don't know. <laughs> By the way, did you hear, or just roughly, what's your guess? How many people died from, from well, COVID? I have no idea. No. Six. Actually died or died because that was convenient to put it on the birth certificate. Don't look at me like that. I'm just asking. It was a question. Okay. How many people died from COVID, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry has his head in his hands right now. Yes, I do. <laughs> just wondering if there is any facet of your life that conspiracy theories haven't touched. <laughs> Have you, I mean, how do you even get out of bed? You, you're such a believer in conspiracy <laughs> I, theories. I don't, I don't even know how you do it. I'm not a huge believer. I like to learn about them. That's all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Known you for a long time, but you, you like to learn about a whole lot of them in very great depth. <laughs> 6.8 okay. million people worldwide. In the United States, 1.1 million. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. And speaking of what you're talking about, there are so many people who were saying that they're putting this on death certificates because they get money. Patently untrue. There was no money that came because you put that someone died from COVID on a birth certificate. None, no money. Zero. None. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. Need to research some of your conspiracy theories a little better than that one. Oh, I, you know, one of those was based on the the. Never mind. We won't even get in. We don't have time to get in. We'll make a show soon, and we'll base it just. We'll we'll call it the rabbit hole, and we'll just conspiracy go in a rabbit theories. hole. Sound okay. good? 
I, I'll make you a deal. Oh. We, we'll do that show, and I won't. You will decide every topic. Only have one request. What's that? Let me know ahead of time which conspiracy theories you want to discuss, so I can debunk them. Oh no, we're just going to pick one because just one. one? Okay. Yeah, that's really all we. I mean, but. What are you going to do for the other 55 minutes of the show when I debunk it in the first five? I'm going to sit here and be pretty. Okay. Ooh, I'm so pretty. You remember, do you, you know, you're not a big uh, video gamer, are you? No, not really. Back in back in the day, uh, one of the best games that came out on the original Xbox was Fight Night. It's a boxing game. I played that. Yeah. And when you got to play Muhammad Ali, his verbiage while you were boxing him, just cracked me up. And I'm that was sure. one of the things he would always say. You'd hit him and be like, he'd hit you back and be like, ooh, I'm so pretty. <laughs> that was based on reality. Yeah, he was yeah. known to say that before, during, and after the fights. Yeah. Don't hit me in the face. I'm too pretty. <laughs> so did you cover yours? What? Your topic. Oh, you yeah. mentioned it. Well, okay. yeah, sure. I was just adding that on, but that'll be my topic. I'm good. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just piling on. Just giving con what's that? Color commentating. There you go. That's what I was doing. Providing context. Um, mine isn't even on my list today, but it's a very sad day in Kentucky, if you're a basketball fan. Uh for years and years and years and years and years, uh, UK and Louisville have been at each other's throat. And that was no more prevalent than back in the day between Joby Hall and Denny Crow. Joby Hall passed away several years ago, or two years ago, I think. And today, uh, at age of 81, Denny Crum uh, went to meet his maker. Great guy, upstanding guy. Even Very though he was so. associated with Louisville and that dirty red, black color. Uh, class uh, act. Class act, 100%. And I used to listen to their AM. They used to have an AM show together, Joby and Denny. And uh, fantastic. These guys really enjoyed each other's company. They were very and, good friends. And yeah. very good friends. And, and it's a sad day for college basketball. Um, Denny Crum, yeah. at eight, I think he was 84 today. Uh, not today, but he passed he away passed. at 84. Yeah. Indeed. That is sad. It is. It is. They end of a great era. Those two were great competitors, but extremely good friends sure. doing it. Sure. And, uh, yeah, they, they showed us how competition should work and, between and two great rivals. Not even just in basketball. That's the way it should be in politics. Yeah. That's the way it should be anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be on different sides. That doesn't mean at the end of the day we can't. I mean, look at us. You're sitting over here all ugly, and I'm sitting over here all pretty, okay. and we're still good friends. Steve, <laughs> I know you said you lost your glasses the other day. But man, <laughs> you do something about your eyesight. And get rid of my mirrors, right? There you go. <laughs> That's what I tell my daughter all the time when she has a headache. I'm like, honey, just take out all the mirrors out of your house. You'll be fine. <laughs> you tell your daughter that? That's cool, Lord. Not to your daughter, you have my everlasting sympathy. <laughs> well, she has to live with me. Or, you know, she has to be kidding to me. So, you know, it's great. We won't tell everyone what your nickname is. For your kids collectively. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I yeah, just never mind. We'll leave that one <laughs> you the one came up with it. So I don't know. I didn't come up with it. I just told you something I'd heard and read. Next thing I know, you're using it to your kids. So my topic, uh, oh wait, that was my topic. Joe B and Denny. Sorry about that. I was trying to hog topics. Damn, I've got another what? short quick one. 
Sure. Sorry, go ahead. We've been doing this 30 minutes today. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know if you heard, but we need grab your glass. Oh. Robert De Niro, at age 79 years old, became a father again for the seventh time. Here's to you, bud. Robert De Niro, father, seventh time. How? 79 years old. Now, I've got to say, I was impressed when I read that. Really, still am. 79 years old, just became a father for the seventh time. How irresponsible is that? Irresponsible? Yes. I mean, it's sad that his kids are probably not going to, will they even remember, you know, the average age? He, he may live to be 105. Who knows? I'm well, just going by average age. Sure. Very good chance they won't even remember ever seeing him. Yeah. So sad from that respect. Exactly. Uh, Irresponsible from that respect. There's no well, difference there than having a, a kid that. If you want to criticize him, hold on one oh, second. Oh, okay. I decided to Google what was the oldest record. And again, we've only been keeping track of this for you know very short period of time. But the Guinness Book of World Records lists the oldest father ever as an Australian by the name of Les Colley, born in 1898, died in 1998, 100 years old. He allegedly fathered his ninth child at the age of 92 years old. So, if Robert De Niro was irresponsible, please tell me what was Les Cully. Horrible. A horrible <laughs> human being. Wrap that willy if you're that old. My goodness. Did you know the number one place in this regard, the number one place that STDs are spreading rampantly nursing right homes. now? Freaking nursing homes. They don't homes. care. They just don't, do not care. Since, is everything the, since the invention of Viagra, nursing homes have been unbelievably growing in fact hmm, my mom is currently in a rehab facility <laughs> she better not come home <laughs> yeah let's uh leave that one alone yeah just anybody knows my mom broke her leg again so she's currently rehabbing in a facility uh, but she would never do something it would, she would have to be raped and i'm sure that's not going on so let's uh leave that alone well, well next time she's probably one of the youngest in there so i'm just saying <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you brought it up. I just think that that is so. In, in our back to De Niro and to the, your your Mister Carey over in Australia, Collie. Collie. Don't you think that's irresponsible? Yeah. I mean, it I is. just see these... from the sense your your children are not going to. I mean, Les Collie was ninety two. He lived to be a hundred, so eight, eight years, years old. old. So they barely remember. Barely remember. Well, I mean. They'll have two or three years worth of memories of him, but uh, yeah. But the good news is they're going to have great memories of their all these other male figures in their lives, <laughs> uncles, how, sons, how, grandsons. Double brings up a good question here: How old was his wife to be a childbearing age at ninety-two? Well, I think you're assuming quite a bit when you say wife. Uh, okay. I'm uh, just assuming. Uh -oh. I mean, either he married someone substantially younger than him, yeah. or he was not his wife. Yeah. yeah. Or if it was, then we set a few more records here as well. <laughs> Crazy, man. I just don't get I it. I still say hats off to Mr. De Niro, 79. Yeah, I'll drink to that. Gosh. Now, he's probably married to some 20 year old or something. While you uh, cover your next topic, I'll figure out how old his wife is or if he's even married. There you go.
Um, speaking of women, let's keep on the topic. Sure. In Iran, of all places, there is a all-out revolt going on by women. Okay. Um, women are have had enough of the hibab. He, no, I'm not saying that right. The hijab. H-I-J-A-B. J-A-B. Thank you. Uh, All-out revolt. In fact, in most parts of Tehran, you can obviously see something you haven't seen in years, which is since the early 80s at least, and that's women without headgear being able to show, you know, they're they're flashing their hair, Um, which has created a whole... First of all, they are a theocratic government. So everything is based from a religious point of an Islamic point of view. And it is really causing upheaval in, in ways that you wouldn't even expect. Business owners now can be fined for serving a lady without a hijab. Am I saying that right? I have no idea. Um, however, we know what you mean, though. If they don't serve, then the community will shun them. So they're kind of at a fit, a catch twenty two. Yep. So the government has ordered them to warn, sternly warn women without a hijab to not come in and, and peruse their store, which hurts their economy. Um, and I don't understand. And I should have spent more time because I, I was kind of glazing over this, and I was like. Hey, good for them, right? So I didn't really get a chance to dig deep into this. But the women are basically saying they're had enough, no matter what the consequence, because this is about freedom, not only for them, but more importantly, for their children. Um, and anytime you're standing up for your children and, and freedoms, how can I uh, you know, say that that's a bad thing? Uh, and with more and more women, the, the tide is somewhere around 30% at this point and growing every day. Women are throwing them in the trash. <laughs> Can't say that I blame them. Well, you ready? Well, what? You ready? Yeah. Hijab. Oh, hijab. That's how you pronounce it. Hijab. Right. Well, there you go. Um, I, you know, with that number growing every single day, it's how does that offset the whole? I'm not very familiar with the Islamic religion, so I'm not understanding. I never have understood how that works, but how what works? Well, as an example, when we talked last week, because a lady showed a little too much flesh, she was drug out by her hair and beheaded. <laughs> they still do that in certain countries. Yeah, you know, very sadly, it goes far beyond that. I was reading an article a few months ago. Uh, they have a problem in a lot of Muslim countries if a woman loses her virginity outside of marriage she is shameful she is disgusting she is uh an embarrassment to the family i trust me i'm not saying i believe any of that that's just the way they view it sure even if the woman is raped there has been instances when men have killed their daughters their sisters because she brought dishonor to the family when she was raped can you imagine no no, I, I, I would be, I it would be agree. a miserable experience for a woman. I don't agree with it at all, no, but no. at least I understand where they're coming from if it was consensual. But when, she, if she's raped, are you flipping kidding me? 
I just, what hypocrisy. It is. And here's the thing that, uh, here's a couple of statements in here that they are, the government is slow to enforce this because the government apparently is teetering from the inside. Iran is is full of college-educated folks and has long, for the last several years, there's been rumors of that educated force wanting to leave Iran or to to get rid of the the theocracy and the Ayatollah or whatever he's called at this point. so they are trying to push and put it, and now their media, and I'm using air quotes here, is now calling it a moral uh, offense to go without your hijab. So <laughs> go media. Woo-hoo. Crazy stuff, huh? Yeah. You know, but when you stop and put it into perspective, when did women in America first get the right to vote? When did they get the right to own property? Right. Before that, they were considered property yeah. for a time period. They they were considered the legal property of their husband. Yeah, well. That's not that far back in America. So before we pat ourselves on the back too much and talk about, you know, how great we are and how far we've come, uh, we're not that far removed from similar atrocities. Yeah, I guess you're right. Crazy, right? Crazy. Crazy. Crazy for fear. See, only on the one-year anniversary show will you ever hear me say, what'd you do the money? What? What'd you do that money I gave you for singing lessons? <laughs> I gave it to you Ed Lock. It. I gave it to Ed Lock. You know That's why? Works. He's giving us money. <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Locke for a second before we do our next topic, shall we? Let's do that. Yeah. The mortgage market changes often, so it's important to have your mortgage professionally managed. Ed Locke with USA Mortgage offers great personalized customer service with more customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home, he can be the driver that gets you there. Call or text Ed at 502-680-0983 and find out how to get approved. NMLS ID 448908-Acquisitions Company, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. It sure is. You know, we're getting ready to close. I just, I I know I often speak uh, about working with Ed and USA Mortgage. I've got two mortgages going on right now with them, and both have been butter smooth. (laughs) And if you've ever been in a situation where that's not the case, then you know how much and how appreciative that is for me as a realtor and for my clients that their, their whole process has been completely smooth. So, just wanted to say that. Thank you, Very Ed, for that. And thanks for being a sponsor of Newsworthy. Very good guy. Well, I haven't been able to find out how old she is yet. Apparently, De Niro is not married currently. He has a girlfriend named Tiffany Chen, and apparently the baby was from her. It says the much younger girlfriend is the only ah, one getting the out about her age so far. So, yeah. 
Apparently, yeah. Tiffany Chen, his at seventy four, much younger, could be like seventy nine. <laughs> He's seventy nine. Oh, it could be like forty five. Then he yeah. could, she could be my age. <laughs> at how old? Huh? Oh, mid forties. Okay. Yeah, yeah thirty seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you say so. Oh, my dogs are outside on the back porch. Were they having a blast? So. <gasps> Mochi, shush your face. Oh, she's telling your age on you? No, she's telling your age, but I didn't want to tell them that. Oh, well, I just I told did, my age several times. 57. Yeah, that's what she said. 57. She only knows that for one reason, because I'm 10 years older than you, and she knows how old you yeah, are. Yeah, 20 years older than me. So, yesterday, I think it was, a jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation. And they awarded E. Jean Carroll $5 million. What do you think? I I listened to her story a little bit. Um, This, and I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it to sound insensitive. It does already. Anytime you you preface (laughs) a statement like that, yeah, you're you're already there. It's kind of like the guy who says, I don't mean to sound racist, but... Uh, well, you just you already put yourself in that category. Go ahead. Well, this particular lady even said that she didn't believe rape had to be sexual. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and I don't know that I agree with that. This particular but, lady also described the sexual act performed on her, so I don't know exactly why that's relevant to this discussion. I don't either. I just I, oh, I oh. just you're trying to said. say that she needs to wear a hijab? Is that what you're trying to you're trying to put her in one? <laughs> I got it. Not at all. Um, You know, to be real honest, I didn't follow this case very long or very hard. I didn't either. Um, Neither did I. It was to me, and if, if, and and I don't know if it happened. I wasn't there, didn't see it. You know, two people were there um, Donald Trump and E. Jean Carroll. That was, I wasn't one of them. So I don't know what happened. If she was, shame on Donald Trump. Oh, throw the book at him. Five million probably ain't enough. Well, you can't throw the book at him because it was a civil trial. The statute of limitations ran out long ago for the criminal trial. But what I'm getting at is if that happened as she said that it happened and she felt that way, then then that's a terrible, terrible thing for Donald Trump to do. If, on the other hand, it was consensual and this was a money grab, shame on her for doing that. I'm pretty sure she's already said that any money will be donated. Good. It's not a money grab. I would also say this. I'm like you. I haven't followed the case closely. I did pretty much make up my mind about how I felt about the case. Donald Trump has said from day one he doesn't know this woman, doesn't know her at all. Uh, He said that she's not his type repeatedly. Uh, After he said that for a long period of time, then pictures begin to show up of the two of them together back in the 80s and 90s. And guess what? Uh, a few months ago, during a deposition hearing with him and his attorneys, guess who he confused a picture of himself with? He thought she was one of his ex-wives, Marla Maples. <laughs> Want to guess who that might be? Who? E. Jean Carroll, oh, wow. the woman that he says is not his type. He would have nothing to do with. Uh-huh. During the deposition hearing, his attorney showed him the picture, and this tape, this video was showed to the jury, by the way. <laughs> after True. after him saying she's not my type, I would never have anything to do with this woman. Here's a picture. His attorney, he says, yeah, that's me and Marla. You and who? Marla, my ex-wife. <laughs> no, Donald. 
that's you and the woman who's suing you. <laughs> wow. And this, this, and I was going to bring it up. I brought it up over dinner. Three, oh, it's the dipshit crew. Woo! Oh, Brought this up over dinner. 370 million natural born Americans and our best two candidates for president. Truly sad. Are going to be Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Truly sad. Horrible. If that's, if they get through the primary and these are our two candidates. Shame on us. Shame on forget us. Forget them. We can talk about them all we want. We Shame on us. What we deserve. Yeah, we, we did it four years ago. We didn't, well, it started eight years ago, right? Yeah. With Trump. And then four years ago, we had these exact same two. We'll know how bad, or if you're a flaming lib, how good Joe Biden is. Um, so, and I don't, gosh, I just, it will literally blow my mind if these are our two candidates. Yeah. I, and it, you know, we're a long way off, but things are at the current time pointing that way. Yep, absolutely. Very sad. So, what do you got for us next? Well, I'm trying to think. I don't want to touch that one yet because we need some more facts to come out. But that's on the list. What? We'll talk about that next week. Okay. Um. Well, I got two things I want to cover before we get off here. We got about ten minutes. So, uh. Tomorrow's a big day on the southern border. Title 42 ends, which was a medical reasoning to keep people out of the country due to COVID, uh, due to COVID and other communicable diseases. The other big one, believe it or not, in today's world is TB, which is tuberculosis. A lot of the Central American countries haven't vaccinated for TB, and that brings up a huge influx of tuberculosis. Um, which in Joe Biden's defense, he tried to keep this thing active and going, which really surprised me. And, yeah. and to It's thousands. Yes, fine. It's and, hundreds and hundreds are within thousands. So okay. it's all good. <laughs> there's, Steve there's, math for you. <laughs> there are a a literal ton. There's a bunch of people coming toward our border because um, they think that when this lapses, they'll be able to get in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, oh, we cut out. Are we back? Did we cut out? Are we back? Double. Are we back? Double. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Okay, we're back. Good. I don't know. You must have did something while you was over there messing with your glasses. I'll blame it on you. I looked at your webcam, so it saw my beauty. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. I just feel like um, that there's a real possibility. We sent 15, Biden sent 1,500 troops down there, National Guardmen. Um, now, those guys to the border, southern border. Um and those the, guys, the Texas governor called up five thousand guardsmen. Well, either way, Biden, Biden sent some too. I don't know yeah, if they were the, guardsmen. Um, I thought guardsmen had to report it to the governor. Of they each state. they do, but the president and the governor. Anytime he we can, okay, yeah, he, I'll take your word. He supersedes them, and I don't know where um, he sent them. 
But to my understanding, those guys are going down to take names and, and locations, and that's about it. I mean, 1,500 versus the, the mob that's coming. It just really, it's not a good optic, even if it's not hundreds of thousands, even if it's just thousands. Um, In your opinion, what should be happening? I have no idea. And I'd like to do a whole show just on our southern border. Um, I don't know what we're going to I mean, we can talk about the problem, but. Well, what leads to it, a lot of people have been trained to just say asylum, but according to the Geneva Conventions and and the, the laws, Asylum has to be taken in the country next to your country. A lot of these people next that are your home next to your home country. A lot of these people are coming from Central America where the drug lords and, and the, the drug, a lot of the raising of drugs, cocaine and stuff is happening in Central America, brought up through Mexico to us, through the Mexican cartels. But um, <laughs> yeah, see, even Mochi agrees. They were, it was Jerry. You made it sound like. She's usually so crazy, so out there that, hey, look, she's agreeing with me. <laughs> well, okay, I'll, I'll give her that. But <laughs> but basically, I, I, there's a lot of problems. The fact that we bring these folks in without vetting them, I mean, there's just a lot that goes on down there that we should probably cover. I think it's a big deal. Um, but tomorrow is going to be a big, a big test, I think, as to what, the Biden administration and the governorships on some of those on the border. I mean, how the different California is on the border and they regard illegal immigrants in a vastly different way than does Texas. So how does these people maneuver and flow through? Um, FEMA has already, (laughs) Oh, there you go. Mochi wants to build the great wall of America. (laughs) um but they uh we sent a lot of money the the fema has sent over 300 million dollars to the southern states to help take care of the medical and whatever needs needs to happen down there so they're anticipating this to be a really big thing so it's going to be something to watch tomorrow something's probably going to develop over the weekend um and probably something we'll talk about again next week to be honest by the way, just for clarity, not that it changes anything, that is not the Geneva Convention. Oh. It's the Universal Declaration of Human Rights Act. There you go. Thank you for that. Whatever uh, that is. I just I started thinking about the Geneva Convention, and I didn't think I'd heard. Yeah, that's, that's, so anyway, that's military-based. Yeah, War-based. Yeah, war yeah. But anyway, it doesn't change a lot one way or the other. Yep, I'm still sexy. A legend in your own mind. That's right. That's right. As my dad would say, that's right. My dad has lots of sayings. Most of them I can't say on the air, to be honest. But if you ever see my dad, ask him if he wants a, wants a bottle of water. <laughs> I dare you. <ya. laughs> the answer is not going to be a yes or no. <laughs> He's only had one answer for that question ever since I've met him, to be honest. And I Probably say that, the same I, answer I as me. I didn't actually meet him just for, I said that weird. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean by that? I didn't actually meet my dad until I was 17. So just so you know. Gotcha. Fox News host Tucker Carlson. You heard him saying he's going to put his show on Twitter? It's actually on my list. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know what that means. 
I didn't know Twitter. You could have shows on Twitter. No, They've changed a lot. I knew they changed the originally it was what two hundred eighty characters, and was it Elon somewhere along the line that got changed to three or four minutes if you paid and you're willing to you know pay money. I've had a request. Let me stop you. What's your request? No, no, I don't have a request. I want to give a huge shout out to both Double and Mochi for being the OGs of our show. <laughs> both of them. They are. They've been here. Double has been here for all but one episode. Yep. And Mochi has been here for most of the episodes. So I am. So we we jointly are so thankful, and and we are here we are. for them. So there you go. How you doing, okay. Double? There you go. Thanks to both of them very much. Thank you. And I I don't mean to sound facetious. I really do mean no, that from the, from the bottom of my heart. Absolutely. You guys give us the go. The If you weren't here, I think this would be a little harder to do, honestly. Sure. So, anyway, back to back to Tucker Carlson. No, I just, I don't know what to make of it. I didn't even know it was possible. Again, I Twitter started off 280 characters and somewhere along the line. Was it Elon? It was 140, then it doubled to 280. Okay. Yeah. And, and that uh, was before Elon. But was Elon the one that said you can have up to three or four minutes? And, but it was for the paid people, the paid subscribers. I, I guess no, so. I because, haven't got to that point yet. Well, he's there's three and four minute t- uh, tweets now. But suddenly Tucker Carlson's talking about having a freaking show on Twitter. So. Well, he's going to be a content creator that exclusively downloads to Twitter. So basically, he's going to be doing what we do and just putting it live on Twitter. Um, but again, I, there's uh, no agreement with Elon, Twitter, and or Tucker Carlson. It's it's all on Tucker. But how the article that I read, he said that I'm going to take what we've been doing for the last six or seven years and we're going to put it on Twitter. Yeah. At the that's cost not, of him, that's twenty five million dollars, by the way. That's not three or four minute increments. That's yeah. not what he's currently doing. So unless Twitter is making an allowance and going to do something special for Tucker Carlson, you're going to have, I mean, to get his regular show is what, an hour? Yeah. He's going to have 20 of those, 23-minute videos. They're doing something for him. You're saying that it's just him. I don't think that's the case. In fact, when Tucker released that showing, Elon even responded below it saying that there is no deal in place. He is just like any other content creator, okay. and and that he was very specific. I believe it when I see twenty uploads for one day's podcast or whatever he wants to call it. So yeah, I'm just interested to see what he's going to do, how he's going to do it on Twitter. Well, I can tell chose you how that he's going to do. He's going to have a huge following on Twitter. He already does. Um, his video where he, but I mean, back to what I was saying, is it going to be? The three or four minute deal? Is it going to be limited to that? I don't know. Because that's currently the limit for everyone else in the world. Well, then it probably is. It'll probably be short segments, probably uh, at a very specific time throughout the day. Very specific subject. That'd be my guess. I mean, Tucker knows what he's doing. He gave up $25 million to be able to do this. He didn't give up nothing. He was fired. No, he he gave up 20... Part of his severance package was $25 million, provided he didn't have it. He didn't in any way, shape, form, or fashion compete with Fox News. Oh, he's suing. 
He also accused the network today of fraud and breach of contract. So he's suing. Well, good. I don't blame him. You're number one guy in the world, and you get fired for costing fired. your company seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. Yeah, what are those crazy idiots firing? I, I like you can say all you want to say. You're not going to change my opinion about Tucker. I absolutely thoroughly enjoy his commentary. And you didn't listen to. It. I thought you just told me recently you weren't a big Tucker fan. And oh, didn't I do follow like him. Tucker. I do like Tucker. I like Tucker. I like Glenn Beck and I like Dan Bongino. Those are the guys on that type, you know, um, and and you have to understand that that's that's opinion media. Once you understand that, you know, those are the guys that I, I really like. I also like Stu from Glenn Beck Show. Those are all really good guys. I'm not saying that I like him, dislike him. I don't listen to him enough to know. I'm just saying that I did think the network had a reason to fire him. When you cost your network $787 million, and he's the primary reason they had to settle, and the big lawsuits yet to come. So when you cost your employer that kind <laughs> of money. Just, that blows me away. They had one voting machine. How is it going to be any bigger than the one that just happened? I just I, no, no, can't no, no. wrap my I, head I, around that. Maybe it shouldn't be. The, the, the only basis for me saying it's the bigger lawsuit, they sued for a higher amount of money. That's all. Sure. Do they have a right to do that? I have no clue. I hope a no. judge bounces that out. Steve, it's already over. Every every person, every lawyer that I've read report on it says it's done. Jeez. They've lost. Fox has lost. The question is how much? Well, that's what I'm saying. If they look at that amount and it's any more than one voting machine, <laughs> the cost of one but, voting machine. Well, here's the point. After, after this, these companies are basically going to cease to exist. Their future's done. It's over. Yeah. Several people in the state of Arizona this week uh, because their contract with Dominion is coming up, and several people are saying that there's no way in the world that they will renew the contract. And it has nothing to do with whether or not they think Dominion did anything wrong. One lady I was reading, she gave a list of the death threats that she's received, people threatening to kill her and her family if they do sign again with Dominion. And she said, no, I, I can't. Yeah. They're threatening to kill my kids and my grandchildren. Wow. I'm not going to vote. So when you consider that, now how much is the lawsuit worth? You have to look at what money could this company potentially have made in well, the sure. next 20 or 30 years. There's no difference in these hack lawyers that, you know, John Morgan. <laughs> but you in know. this case, there's a real belief that in all likelihood, they did cost them any business that they had now and for the next Ever long. two or three decades. Yeah. Well, Jerry, let's end this today, first of all, with some good news. Shall we end this with good news? Let's do it. Can all we show right. video? Huh? Can we show video? No, no. They How are they going to see my face? Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. You got something Video coming soon whenever we switch publishers. How exciting. So he says. Oh, no, it's going to be so exciting. You guys get to watch Jerry make the faces he makes at me every time I open my mouth. No, just when you start talking rabbit hole conspiracies, <laughs> that's when the faces come. All right. Right hand or left hand, Jerry? Both. Both? I'm a two-fisted drinker. So, why not both? <laughs> so do you know um, an ex-NBA player named, well, let me, I think it's Rick Scott. Rick Scott? 
Yeah. Played for the Golden State. Rick Fox. Oh, Rick Fox, sure. Los sure. Angeles Lakers come out yeah. of North Carolina. Six foot five, six foot six. So Rick Fox has been an absolutely busy fellow uh, since retired from movie the credits. NBA. He's got plenty of movies, actually done a few movies, um, directed and acted in. But what he has created with the help of a company called Partana could be something even bigger. And this is right down your wheelhouse because this is right down, you know, carbon-based, lead, you know, all this. That's my wheelhouse. Green, yeah, this green energy, green uh, uh, uh Save the world. All the like carbon is bad in the gas world. Gas like car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, you don't have a gas guzzler. I've seen your car. It does grow moss, so you're actually helping get rid of <laughs> some of the carbon coming out of your, your front car. <laughs> but anyway, so Rick Fox is originally from the Bahamas. He's down. He's from um, the Caribbean, and one of the problems they have down there is making concrete to build houses and stuff with because of lack of materials. He's partnered with Partana and what they have been able to come up, I'm not going to get into the details, by all means, check it out if you want to see it. Um, usually when people use Portland cement to make concrete, it expels, and, and these numbers are a little crazy for me. I don't understand it because I'm not a CO2 nut job, okay? But in order to make enough concrete for a 1,200 square foot home, it emits 77 tons of CO2 with Portland cement. This Partana will actually is a net negative when it comes to CO2 and how it's made. And here's the kicker. It actually can absorb CO2 out of the air to the point that it costs and actually absorbs for the same amount, the 1,200 square foot home, it absorbs 22.5 tons of CO2. And that's Very after nice. not causing any more CO2 to be released in the air through the production. So that's good news. And that's, that's one of the two things today that I've got that just show you that the free market economy can do this without being forced by the government, a federal government of any country. So, and I think that's a fantastic. And the second good news makes me very happy. It's very dear to my heart. Are you ready? Sure. So a Swiss jet maker may herald the return of supersonic flight. I Five used to absolutely love watching the Concorde. Anytime yeah. it was on TV, had to watch a Concorde. I was little, you know, and that plane was super awesome. That it was. Now, the Swiss company has done three successful flights, and it's freaking amazing. The, super, the hypersonic travel on this prototype jet that they have can reduce flight times. And we're not talking from, you know, Lexington to Dallas. There's no need in a flight. We're talking about Lexington to London. Um, you know, as an example, to go from Frankfurt, Germany to Sydney, about four hours and 15 minutes. That's a 12-hour flight. Um, from Memphis to Dubai, three hours, 30 minutes. That's a huge, huge deal. Um, sure. There's over 100 people working on this, and the country, or the company's called Destinus, D-E-S-T-I-N-U-S. And they've received tens of millions on 
uh, from private and some public funds to look for renewable energy, uh, ways of doing this. The biggest reason that the Concord was shut down was because it became too expensive to operate because of the cost and the weight capacity of kerosene, which is diesel fuel or jet fuel. So because of all the jet fuel, they can hold very minimal passengers. This particular jet can hold up to 300 passengers because, and here's the cool part, it's produced and propelled by hydrogen gas, which is basically limitless on our planet. <laughs> yep. Um, and this is really awesome. It's like uh, the jet is 10 times heavier and 20 times more complex than anything that the uh, uh, Concorde actually was. But because it has no payload for fuel because of the hydrogen, it's very light. It's a gas. It's not liquid. Um, they can put in 300 passengers. So this has a very viable type um, profit margin, which is what, you know, let's just face it. When companies are looking to add jets to their fleet, what jets are going to give us the most profit? So, yep. you know, that's what they're looking for. So those are my two things of good news, both driven by the free market and, and the, you know, the ability of individuals to do great things. And I just think that's amazing. Speaking of great things, here's to another year, Jerry. Yay! Hopefully next year we'll be celebrating our second anniversary. Um, Absolutely. And guys, we appreciate you, that would do. Mochi, Double, obviously anyone who's ever listened to us, download us, like, share, subscribe. We want to join. We want you to join us full time. And as always, guys, if you can't see the light, be the light.